brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Hey man, got a light? It's time for smokes. It is definitely time for more smokes. This is good old boy Mike. Welcome to our smokes episode today where everything good in life is worth discussing. Joining me here for this segment is CJ, the master of smoke. Mike, it's great to be back and great to be with you. <laughs> Always great to have uh, CJ here on our uh, smoke segments. Uh, we're we're talking about uh, cigars as well as anything that's smoked. And uh, this segment today is going to be a show-and-tell segment where CJ and I have both picked a cigar to talk about. And plus, we'll go through these and be rating these. We've swapped our cigars since both of us have had these cigars before. Um, and we'll introduce the cigars we brought, and then we'll both rate them. Um, so, But you're actually getting to see our first reactions to these cigars today since neither one of us have... Uh, had at least one of these cigars so uh, it's really great um mm-hmm. i brought uh today the el baton uh bellisco i am bellicoso bellicoso uh, how long that took like three seconds for me to butcher that right yeah but i'm here for you i got your back do you we know, need to start so. over again well, <laughs> <laughs> it's your show you can do whatever you want mike i mean well i good. think butchering something up front is definitely a requirement um, CJ, what did you bring for us? Today? I brought Dunhill Condado for you today. Um, one of my go-to cigars and uh, one of my favorite cigars, and I'm hoping you're going to enjoy it. Well, I look forward to uh, talking about both these cigars today on our uh, Show and Tell series. So, uh, CJ, you're going to get the honors of going over our smokes ratings for today for our listeners. Well, I'm excited about doing that because it's some of the most unique ratings as I've ever, as I've said before on your show, uh, that I've ever seen. Um, also, what Mike, you didn't mention, and I, I'd like to mention because you're in my hometown here That's right. in Venice, Florida, on a road trip down here with beautiful weather. It's about 65 degrees, uh, no clouds in the sky, beautiful blue sky. Sitting in one of my most favorite places to go where I go for lunch is the cigar room here in Venice. Very comfortable. We're on a couple couches, got some people in here uh, with the proprietor, Joe Z. We call him Mr. Z, who's the owner. Been here for 17 years and uh, been a great addition to the community and has done a lot for the community and given back to the community as well. So I encourage anybody, if you're down here, I'm doing a little plug for it because someday I've write a first refusal on this shop. So uh, we're going to need the business. Uh, but uh, to all the listeners out there, if you're down in Venice, Florida, there's a place to come, enjoy a cigar and uh, enjoy the community so thanks for that little plug there mike yeah you bet really great to uh be here at the cigar room in uh, venice and uh always a real pleasure to to get to sit down in a place that actually sells some of the products that we uh are getting to talk about as well and actually uh, both of these cigars you can purchase um at the cigar room as well as a lot of uh cigar shops which is one of the things we always like to stick with is i like to talk about products that people can actually find and enjoy so um, well, let's go through our uh, smokes ratings. So I get to quick. do the ratings now. Yeah, that's right, right. Absolutely. So we have three ratings here. Um, one, two, and three. One being uh, not the best and three being the best. The first one, number one, 
Our rating is this sucked even before it was lit. <coughs> That's not me coughing, but uh, on the cigar that I'm smoking. But uh, thanks for uh, the sound bite. Our second rating is: Do you really have to light this three times? <coughs> and our third, which says it's very nice. Now get the hell away so I can enjoy this. I've ad libbed that a little bit, but that's that's the winner right there. If you can get number three. Yep. Well, uh, you really brought something interesting, and I can't wait to talk about the uh, Dunhill. But uh, first, I want to go over the uh, Elbaton um, that I brought. And uh, I'll introduce this uh, here to our audience a little bit. Which I'm puffing away on right now for the audience to yep. know. And, uh, and, and I've been enjoying the, the Dunhill uh, as well we're going to talk about. So uh, this is El Baton, the Bellicoso uh, is the name of this cigar. With most of their cigars made by Fuentes and the, the Dominican Republic, the J.C. Newman Cigar Company decided it was time to add Nicaraguan to their portfolio. So they enlisted... Uh, Tabacalera, San the, Rafael. Thank you. I knew I was just going to butcher that. And it would it was going to happen, you know. <laughs> when, no matter if, it was just when. Um, a factory that was owned by Fidel Ovilas. Oliva. Olivas. Yeah, I right. got... Yep. I, I knew I'd get the... Uh, I was going to screw that up between the beer and the cigar. I always do that. <laughs> um, it's a, a new brand called El Baton, and although it debuted as a single size in 2008, its rich flavors and reasonable price made it an instant hit. But it wasn't until 2011 that the Bellicoso came to market a short cigar. You're having the Robusto today, and right. that's the one we're talking about. Um Let's see, I lost right. Reasonable, but it wasn't until 2011 that Bellicoso came to market a short cigar with lots of character, about six bucks a stick. So, uh, a great, uh, a great price point for uh, robusto as well. This is a double robusto. Um, cigar is big on flavor, leaning bold impressions of coffee, spice, and raisins on the palate. We'll both figure that out if that really happened, but. <laughs> Um, few will recall that El Baton first began as a vintage brand produced by J.C. Newman in Cleveland back in 1914. It was a nickel cigar that was made by hand with Cuban tobacco. Now it's back and probably better than ever. So some of the uh, characteristics about this, is, again, I mentioned it's a double Robusto. Um, it is uh, 5x54. Um, the... Uh, it's, uh, the wrapper is Nicaraguan, the filler is Nicaraguan, and the binder is Nicaraguan. So this is Nicaraguan through and through. Um, again, uh, the price point is about 6 bucks in most of your shops. So this is a cigar that I've had not a whole lot. I've had it, you know, maybe four or five times. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess the thing that I like uh, about the El Baton is... Um, it's very approachable, um, and I think you know when most people think uh, about Nicaraguan. I guess the first thing to me is uh, it's with this particular wrapper characteristic. It is really going to hit a very medium palate. It is going to be, you know, pretty even keel. There's really no highs and lows. You know that I tend to think about something that is through and through. You know, within one variety like this, um, the draw. I found it to be a little difficult. Um, you know, up front, and at times I find myself kind of rolling on it to, to try and find, you know, the draw, and so I don't know if it's just a, you know, some of the batches I've had, but, you know, uh, probably not the easiest draw I've had, um, but not the most difficult either. It's not super tight. 
Um, you know, the uh, this probably has what I would consider a two-stage, you know, uh, flavor characteristic. Um, it's a uh, I don't really recall it, it being super spicy, you know, up front. Although there is some spice, and it seems to be right there kind of all the way through it. Um, it doesn't really go away, um, you know, even in the middle part of the uh, the burn as well. Um, you know, the, the burn characteristics, um, I would say pretty average, you know, for this. Um, you know, you're not going to get a two-inch, you know, ash, you know, off of El Baton, but... You know it, it's going to stay there you know for a good inch um you know still uh, quite an amazing cigar my smokes rating for the el baton is going to be a two <coughs> which is uh, do i have to light this three times and i do have you know i run into issues of having to relight you know that at times but not not very often so what do you think of the el baton well you must have given me a really good one because um this one has is draws very nice i normally don't smoke this small of a cigar we're not talking about the thickness we're talking about the length i like a longer cigar but uh, and it's the first time i've smoked it i would say that your uh evaluation about a coffee a little bit of a coffee taste and spice is true i've not tasted the raisin yet i would say that i'm about uh halfway through it um not near the label yet but uh, uh good smoke uh decent ash it doesn't burn perfectly evenly but uh it's 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 a good smoke uh short for a short smoke um it's definitely medium um you know and everybody's palate's a little bit different so it's hard to define uh once you get past mild but medium or a little bit more to full body for me um but uh, it's an enjoyable smoke i can't tell you that i would jump back and smoke this every day um, as I do some other cigars, but uh, I'm enjoying it, enjoying the company, and uh, enjoying the atmosphere with this cigar. So it's not something that I would take a few puffs and just put down and say I'm not smoking it ever again. Mm. So for six bucks, not not good bang for buck. Very good bang for the buck. Um, uh, you know, I've always said price isn't a factor, but uh, but I would say on this one that would be a fair price for this cigar. And uh, I don't think most people that uh, like this particular uh, size uh, would be disappointed with this cigar. What's your smokes rating on the the El Baton well, gonna be? I don't. I'm not trying to get back on the show, Mike, but I have to go with the two as well. I uh, <laughs> I think that uh, I I think it certainly doesn't uh, warrant a one. It doesn't suck, um, and um, I can't say though that it warrants uh, the top of the line of three. Where I would say just go away and let me savor this in my own uh, peace and quiet. Uh, but but again, good smoke and uh, wires rated to too. Cool, great. Well, uh, great to uh, get through our first uh, cigar that we're talking about today here on the show and tell. And you brought a uh, Dunhill, so tell us all about this. Well, I brought you my go-to cigar. Um, it's a Dunhill Condado, a Dominican cigar, hand rolled, of course. It's um, forty-eight inch ring gauge by about six and a half, so it's called the Condado. Um, Dunhill used to produce this cigar uh, in boxes of 25. You now no longer can get them in boxes of 25. Uh, you buy them in boxes of 10. It's quite a bit more pricey than your cigar. Not that you were cheap in giving me a $6 cigar or anything like that, Mike. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> I don't want to shed our laundry in public, but uh, this is a cigar that's about retail around uh, $10.58. 
uh, with tax um, and it will fluctuate a few cents here and there depending on where you're buying it and what the tax is um, but it's it's a kind of cigar that I would describe as um, very well rolled in my opinion uh, I think it's mild to medium most people feel it's mild um, what I like about this cigar that separates it from uh, many other cigars is when you smoke the cigar there's a couple characteristics that I think are really unique one, you can be having a conversation with somebody and you don't have to take a puff every five, six seconds to keep it lit. This cigar will stay lit, as you well know, because you haven't had to relight it yet uh, over a period of time. And you can put the cigar down uh, for over a minute, two minutes, and pick it back up and it's still lit. The other thing I like about the cigar is the uh, it's wrapped always beautiful, very seldom do I ever get a bad cigar. The ash burns evenly all the way through. I use it on the golf course. Um, because it has a nice flavor um, but it's not overpowering and you know depending on how your rounds going it could be a four cigar round it could be a three cigar round and if it's a five cigar round you shouldn't be on the golf course and then there's but, my putting which we're <laughs> which is a whole different subject that we're not going to talk about on this show but uh, the other thing i like about the cigar um, if you smoke the cigar at night um, when you wake up in the morning you don't have any aftertaste and that i find mm. is very unusual with any cigar I've smoked because usually true. no matter what kind of mints or breath or mouthwash or you're brushing your teeth in the morning sometimes you wake up and you get a bit of an aftertaste from the cigar that you smoked mm -hmm. the night before I've never had that and most of the people I've given the cigar to say the same thing huh. so that's kind of unique about that cigar uh, again it's a little pricey um, but uh, I find it a very, very good cigar. So what's your smokes rating on the Dunhill? Well, that one, if I didn't give it a three after I just built it up like that, Mike, uh, I, I would be kind of hypocritical. So to me, if it's my go-to cigar, it's going to be a three. <coughs> Super. Uh, <clears throat> well, I don't think I'm going to go away, but uh, I am going to. Uh, it was really great you know, to enjoy uh, the Dunhill you brought today. It was really awesome. Um, and I always it's it's great to see what some people you know pick out you know to share with other folks and um i had a couple of choices and that you know that i was going to see what you thought and that's interesting i enjoyed you know your comments about the elbaton um the dunhill i found probably the thing that struck me the most was the quality of the construction um and of the hand roll itself around this um just uh you know it burns so evenly and uh really great um you know ash uh off this i didn't really find i mean it's just uh, the quality of construction was the one thing that really uh probably captured my attention really a great draw it has been smooth all the way through it's been just exactly the same you know from beginning you know all the way here to the end uh of this cigar and i just really um, sometimes you know a draw can really change as you're exposing it both to the moisture in your mouth as well as you know how much you're, you're consuming you know uh, through the the burn itself and that was one thing I thought was kind of an unusual good you know about this was how even the draw was you know right from the get-go it was uh, um, after maybe three or four puffs it was just a very good mild cigar um right from the get-go um even the little bit of spice that it even had off those you know first two or three puffs um wasn't really off-putting at all and and i thought it was really great um the thing that struck me was 
how consistent the flavor was for so long uh, with this. It just had a good, even keel medium. I never really thought about you know what you said, which is um, very true. There are some cigars um, that the aftertaste, and I really find myself even tasting that cigar. Wait. Is that somebody else that dropped dead here in town? Yeah, Mike, we don't call it drop dead. Maybe somebody needs a little assistance. This is Venice, Florida. Um, let's take a moment and just have a moment of silence just in case you're right. But we have a lot of that down here, Mike. There goes one of our uh, rescue vehicles. Median age here is 68.7. I think we've discussed that before. It was 68.8, but somebody had a baby. And tomorrow could go to 69.9, buddy. You never know. So that's just the way it works down here in this beautiful area that we live. Martha's down. It's aisle 5 at Publix. There we go. We don't do cleanup on aisle 5 down here, Mike, no matter what you try to say down here. You're not going to, you cannot downgrade this beautiful community. We've had that a blowout on the walker on, on aisle 14. Mike, let me tell you, you've never lived till you've been run over with somebody on a three-wheel bike, buddy. That's when you know you're living, okay? That's, that's the way we do it down here. Well, uh... <laughs> To finish talking about the Dunhill. Oh, yeah, we got sidetracked, didn't we? You shouldn't have got me going on that, Mike. I don't know where we went where with this. We? we were on cigars. I remember Obama, that. Obama, there uh, we were. No, we were not, we're not doing the political thing in the cigar room with Mr. Z because then I have to go back to work because it, it's always one-sided. But go ahead. Well, uh, the other things that I enjoyed about the uh, Dunhill were... Um, you know that uh, i was talking a little bit about the consistent flavor you know all the way through and i really thought i was uh going to just enjoy the same flavor profile all the way through and about the last third the spice just came right back in you know to the flavor and um not to the point that it was turning uh at all i just i thought that i was like hmm where did that <laughs> just the mild piece you, you know, know where was it all that where, time huh? yeah where where did where did that go away um so <clears throat> um i would probably describe this as a a two-stage uh you know f- flavor profile i mean it's just right from the get-go you know very mild and really stayed right there and uh you know maybe the last third might enter just a hint of uh some spice and pepper around it but not enough that just you would go hmm this is vastly different or just thinking that it's completely turned because that's not the case the other thing you described was just how well this stayed lit i've not just been huffing and puffing on this thing i've, I've sat it down so many times i'm like the thing's gonna go out you know and it hasn't and uh you said that you like to have this one even when you're in your car right right i smoke this cigar in my car it's cigar friendly everything i do is cigar friendly but uh this is a great great smoke uh, uh, in the cars uh, as well as on the golf course. Uh, the car, the nice thing about it, it's not overpowering in a car. You crack the window a little bit, um, and uh, you just got a nice flavor and a nice smoke. And because it stays lit and it's so well constructed, it's not something where you're trying to drive and light the cigar and you know cause any danger. Hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of people don't smoke in their car. I happen to smoke in my car. Um, these and the other thing is the smell does not linger. Uh, many people get in my car and go, I know you got a humidor in your car, and I know you smoke in your car, but I don't smell any smoke. I don't smell any, you know, I don't residual. think you would with this. No, and, and, I just and you linger around that way. Now, and and very frankly, when I'm walking around and I'm smoking that cigar, I get many people, even if they're not cigar smokers, and I'm not talking about the naysayers of the world, and 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 we know who all those are, but people that are not cigar smokers enjoy the fragrance of the smoke 
Um, and I've had people compliment and say, wow, that smells good. Reminds me of my grandfather. Reminds yeah. me of this. You know, when you get those kind of comments, that's that's good. And uh, I've been smoking that cigar now for probably over 25 years. So, mm. so well, it's pretty consistent. Well, a really great uh, smoke, and, and thanks for bringing it. Uh, my smoke's rating for the Dunhill uh, is going to be a three. <coughs> wow. Yeah, and oh. a, a pretty high praise, you right. know, um, and not just because you brought it. I mean, it's a really great it's a really great cigar. I would say that if people are looking for a super mild smoke, this would be a really go-to choice. Um, really, really great smoke. So the thing I found interesting we were talking uh, was the fact that this was made in Cleveland. And the thing that keeps playing through my mind, uh, well, well the Bellicose or the, the was cigar, the, yeah, I'm the other one, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, from yeah, Cleveland. From, How in the world does does Cuban tobacco get into Cleveland? Well, if you go back into the days of uh, of the yesteryear, um, you know you had you had cigar capitals of the world, so to speak, in the United States was Tampa. Florida, which is still yep. very popular, and J.C. Newman has major presence, uh, as well as uh, uh, their, their family. In fact, just a bit for, uh, of uh, history for the listeners, there's only one baseball stadium, to my knowledge, professional baseball stadium left in the country that has cigar smoking in the stadium. Many stadiums, new stadiums yeah, have been funded. It. Right. Yeah, but have been funded by the cigar tax or the cigarette tax. But huh. the, in it, the uh, Tropicana Field where the Rays play, mm-hmm. there's a cigar lounge in the stadium. Indoors. And indoors. And, and it also has an outdoor area and has a cigar bar, cigar lounge, big screen TVs. And you're sitting right there and you're basically in center field looking out and you can be watching the game smoking a cigar. Um, so, so that tells you the history of Tampa. But before then... Or as well as then, um, Cleveland was a big cigar town, huge cigar town. Hmm. Uh, and then um, uh, everything seemed to have moved south, and now Miami's huge, as we all know. Um, and you go down into Miami, and there's you know rollers, and uh, they've got Cuban seed and Cuban uh, filler. You know, so so you know cigars are still prevalent, and uh, uh, but they've shifted. You don't very. I mean, you can buy cigars in Cleveland, and I've been to Cleveland. You know, I grew up in Cleveland, actually, but I uh, haven't been back for really about 25, 30 years. But um, I'm going there, as a matter of fact, next week, so i got to dress warm <laughs> now that I think about it. But it's the good part is I'm going there, but I'm coming back to Venice, dun. Florida. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but it's a rich history, and uh, Cleveland has a rich history with cigars, as Chicago does, and some of the uh, Midwest cities as well. So, But, but now it's moved to the south. Hmm. Well, uh that was uh, definitely something that caught my you know attention when we were talking about the uh, El Baton was mm-hmm. you know uh, how strange it would be to find you know Cuban tobacco uh, that far north. I tend to think that most of the uh, cigar industry that moved through uh, both Miami as well as mostly through Tampa, it's like how in the world would you know. Uh, Cuban tobacco find its way, you know, and maybe that's just a, a point of, uh, you know, commerce uh, that was, you know, flowing through basically that part of the Great Lakes region that was just a, you know, a natural part of saying, well, I've got like, you know, all of these other products that are basically coming through, uh, you know, the Great Lakes um, itself. Why not throw a couple of pallets of tobacco on there that don't weigh that much to begin with easy shipping you know and uh, and again rich history i mean cigars are all over the world uh, even back you know more prevalent back then than they are even today because of a lot of the laws and stuff but uh, 
Yeah, the if you go back into the history, it's uh, it's amazing how cigars have evolved and and where they where they started and where they've ended up as far as manufacturing. Mm. So it's pretty fascinating. Well, that whole spice thing there for a bit went away in the Dunhill, and I'm in yeah. almost down to the band now, and I got to say that. Uh, you know still lit too huh? it is it's still lit and it's come right back around and uh i'm really uh i'm digging it man yeah. uh well yeah. you know the thing that's i think is interesting too and you mentioned it uh if you if you're just getting into the cigar world and you come into a cigar store like the cigar room here and you talk to the proprietor like mr z here and you're talking about hey i just want to get into cigars i want to try it you know the worst thing i think you can do is get a full-bodied cigar and start uh with that you need to grow your palate it's kind of like fine fine booze and that type of deal so it's always good to talk to somebody that knows but to me if you can afford it i'd recommend and there's other cigars for less money but i would recommend starting with a cigar like a dunhill condado and trying your first cigar and and, and i think you kind of get spoiled with that so there was a question i was going to ask you about this so this is aged and do you know anything about the aging characteristics did they hold it for five years or you know a year or well you know Back in the 90s when the cigar boom um, was really big, you couldn't even get this cigar because it was so popular and they couldn't produce them fast enough. And their standards are so high that it was, I believe, age seven seven years. Wow. Seven years. That's a long before time. Before it even got to the market. Wow. And then, of course, you know, the demand, and I think they went down to five years, but still they really haven't compromised on that, which is... Uh, and it may be up to seven. I really don't know because now you can now you can get them, of course. But uh, but I remember um, I remember that I couldn't get that cigar, and you'd have to wait. And, yeah. Um, so that was a little painful back then. Mm. Well, a uh, really great smoke, and uh, I'm really grateful uh, that you brought that today. It was really fun to uh, check that out. Well, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our entire show about this uh, show and tell series with both these cigars and. Um, our, uh, I want to thank all of our listeners here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. Our terrestrial radio station hosts are always expanding, and if you'd like to hear this show on your favorite radio station, please send them a note. And I think also, you know, uh, you know, let us know also if you've smoked this, these cigars and what your thoughts were as well. I, I think you'd be in, we'd be interested in hearing that, as I, I know I would, because uh, everybody's palate's different. So. Send it to fan mail. There you go, <laughs> CJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mark and CJ, like, I'm going to get it, okay? Oh, well, I probably I've have enjoyed. a mute button on there or something. <clears throat> uh, well, I always enjoy uh, listening all... Uh, reading all of our uh, comments online you can uh, send us an email anytime at info at com. our daily product reviews flow out on twitter every single day at uh, at sipsudsmoke is our handle on twitter our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online that's a big help to us we get to see your feedback as well and I, and, and I would say again, Mike, this is a great show. It's been a pleasure to be on. Great to have you down in this Venice community, barring the uh, ambulances and sirens that go on. But, uh, <laughs> but if, you, if you get a chance and you're down here, again, I would tell you, come into the cigar room where we're doing this show. Uh, it's a very comfortable atmosphere. It's a good way to learn about cigars. Selection is great. Um, it sounds like I'm really promoting this because I own it, but I do have right of first refusal someday, <laughs> so I'm looking for an exit strategy on what I really do for a living. So yeah, maybe I am promoting it. Thanks, Mike's, for that little moment there. It felt good. 
Well, again, thanks to all of our listeners, and thanks to CJ for uh, joining us for this episode. This good old boy, Mike, and I'm going to ask you to keep on singing. This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.